Hello, welcome to Playthrough, a brand new, a brand new podcast where three gamers are going to play some games. We're going to play through some modern and middle-aged games from start to finish that we feel have left the limelight or where the conversation has died down. Our view is that the games don't get long enough in the limelight and therefore we're just going to extend them or we're even going to bring the limelight back. And to join me in this endeavour are two fine gentlemen, James Middleton. Hello, Jim. How are we doing, Chris? And Andy Gilmore. Hello, Andy. Hello, Chris. Hi, Jim. Hi, Andy. How are you going, mate? All good. Thank you very much. So I suppose we better give our dear listeners some background to this. So people, in fact, let's let's do some introductions first before we go into the background of the genesis of the idea of the podcast. So I'll, I'll, I'll kick us off. My name is Chris Worthington, and anybody who listens to the Retro Asylum probably recognises my voice. I have been a co-host of that fine podcast for the last couple of years. I love it dearly. Nothing is affected by this new podcast with my status on Retro Asylum. I'm still very, very much involved there. This is just something a little bit different. I obviously have a love of all things gaming. My love of retro games doesn't come from nostalgia like some people's does. It comes from being uh, a big fan of the history of the medium. And that's why I still love to play those old games. But my love for gaming didn't stop at the 8-bit or the 16-bit systems. It's carried on. And I am the proud owner of a new PS4 like the other two fine gentlemen are. So my gaming is right up to the minute. And whilst the Retro Asylum gives you that great outlet for the old games, what it probably doesn't do is give me the outlet for the modern games. So that's kind of where playthrough came from, but we'll get into that in a second. Right, let's go to Andy. Andy, give us a little bit of a bio. Who are you? What are you into? Etc. Yeah, of course. It'd be my pleasure to. So hello, everybody. And without making it sound like an episode of Blind Date with what's your name and where did you come from? <laughs> what's your name? Where did you come from? <laughs> I can do Seller um, as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Uh, well, by coincidence, um, I believe that you and I, Chris, were we arrived on this planet on the exact same day, unless I'm mistaken. So the exact same day. It was meant to be. So the stars aligned, and here we are. What thirty eight, thirty nine, and a bit years later, thirty nine, unfortunately, <laughs> and a bit years later, Crikey. we've managed to find our way onto this podcast. So yeah, um, uh, Andy Gilmore. I'm up here in the northeast corner of Scotland, originally from here. I've been a few places in the meantime, but came back here a few years ago, settled with family, children, a dog, you name it. I've got an estate car. Life has defeated me. (laughs) But throughout all of that, throughout all the things that have happened in my life, the one, really the real kind of, the one uh, constant has been games and consoles and gaming it's formed a huge part of my life it's always been part of my life it always will be part of my life um i would consider myself probably very much into the the plug and play camp when it comes to my gaming i i've had consoles from the early days uh the an original nes was my first console and i've pretty much stuck with them since that there's been the odd dabble into computers over the years um i did have a Spectrum 128 back in the day and uh, an Amiga 1200 also. But really, other than that, it's been a case that I've just really kind of kept pace with what's been on the market at the time. So uh, 
for the longest time, really, it was the case that uh, it was a uh, a one-in-one-out policy on on consoles in the house. So if I wanted the latest new shiny one that was on everybody's Christmas list that year, then whatever was currently sitting on my desk had to go. So it uh, it brings a tear to my eye these days to think about how many consoles <laughs> and games I traded in for a pittance just to be able to move on to the uh, move on to the next generation. But that was what We've had all to happen. Been there, mate. This is this is group therapy. We've all well, this there. is it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So it allowed me to to move on to the next one. I don't regret that for one second. But I guess it's really only as I've got to this stage in life, kind of my mid thirties onwards, where like all these things, when you've got the time, you don't have the money, and when you've got the money, you don't have the time. But hmm. thankfully, I've kind of got myself into a situation now where you've got enough of both that you can maybe start to indulge a few of your hobbies and uh, coincidentally it was actually through the Retro Asylum podcast that I got into that I guess about four years ago now um, around about the time when I was looking at it and ultimately got my Nintendo Switch that was kind of what really reignited my passion it just struck a chord with me a combination of some of the retro titles that were available on it from launch um, yeah. It just got me curious and got me harking back to all the games and the consoles that I'd had previously, things I might like to revisit. Um, but what really kind of seemed to be missing was just any sort of sense of community or any sort of sense of people to to share that experience with like you did the first time around. So um, I started looking for podcasts. I stumbled across Retro Asylum and it's been, uh, it's been life-changing in some respects because just the number of the community, if anybody who listens to that already knows, between the the podcast and in the Discord as well, it's such a fantastic community that's there, so welcoming, so inclusive. Um, that it's really kind of, it's 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 helped me refine the passion. I think that I that's always been there for the games, but just given me people to share it with. I think more than anything else, yeah. um, which has really kind of added to the added to the enjoyment of it. Um, so yeah, it's kind of it's 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 now at a point where um I guess we're really just you're looking to 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 build on that. Um podcasting is something that I've always had an interest in and yeah. it's something that I am I had always hoped but never really had no idea about how I might get into it. And it's it's been through the community that, that I've met through um through the Retro Asylum that uh, that sort of we find ourselves in this position where where we're now uh now we're able to now we're able to put something together um, that hopefully yeah. people in my situation um, it might just strike a chord with them and it, this might be something that they were looking for because it's like something that I was looking for. Um, so I hope that I hope we're able to provide something that isn't already out there. We don't think it is. Um, so I think hopefully this will this will be able to this will will fill a fill one of the voids one of the many one of the many voids that's in people's gaming lives at the moment. Yeah, um, but yeah, but I guess kind of like beyond that, really. Um, I, I it's going to be said like some very generic kind of interests, etc. That I have, but I, I think probably it's true for most people. Um, so uh, I see I've got two very young kids, got two under two at the moment, so I'm a busy boy with that. But uh, when I'm not doing that, really just kind of. Uh, try to watch a bit of televised sport. A big fan of US sports. Um, quite uh, this season, especially, I've managed to get into the NFL in quite a big way. Enjoy watching. Yeah, that. likewise. Yeah. Um, yeah, good for you. Yeah, me too. Oh, good. Oh, good stuff. Do you have a team? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, well, here we go. It's all coming out. Any Dolphins fans? No, no. no but, uh, New England Patriots over here. Yes. 
yeah yeah exactly yeah so oh well this is good this is a whole new podcast opening up here so <laughs> this is uh looking at that could be an extended episode um yeah i guess kind of a little bit of everything to be honest a bit of a kind of uh, a jack of all trades in many respects um i would very much consider myself a a geek at heart, and I, I'm, I'm very proud to call myself that as well. I love everything that comes with that term, you know, whether it's uh, whether it's games, tech, and gadgets. I love comics, graphic novels. I love Star Wars and the yeah. expanded universe. Um, yeah, I like aviation. Um, basically, all the things that you know, all the things you would classic classically associate with somebody you would call a geek. That's me. I'm your geek. And your Discord handle gives you away, doesn't it, big time? Because what's your Discord handle for those that don't know? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah, so my Discord handle is uh, Porco McRossel, obviously. Uh, yeah. Riff on Porco Rosso. But um, yes, unfortunately, that one wasn't available. Um, so I had to put my own little <laughs> my own little Scottish twist on it. By, uh, by and, and that's what gives it the character. So we're all Indeed. good. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, um, that is that is me in... Um, a rather waffly nutshell. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Perfect, Jim. Mm. What? What's your name? Where'd you come from? Number three. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, James or Jim. Originally from Nottingham, but uh, I've now settled down in uh, Bristol with the family. And in terms of uh, sort of gaming, pretty well. I'm 38, so my sort of gaming history is. It's pretty much the same as you two, really. Yeah, sort of that, yeah that we're mid- also the same generation, aren't we? Yeah, that sort of mid-80s onwards. But I think we're, like Chris, you had the um, the Amiga yeah. and, and the computer for a while. Um, I, I was just I was all about consoles, really. Right. So after I, I started with a 48K, um, the plus model Spectrum. Yeah. Um, and then after I blew that up, um, <laughs> <laughs> I went down the con- console road. So, yeah, I... Um, Back in back in them days, you know, you don't really know about about stuff, do you? So I just I, it stopped working one day, not knowing about fuses. I found another cable that that uh, that fitted the hole, plugged it in. And the next thing, next thing we got was uh, that electrical burning smell and uh, and smoke. And then you're sitting there with a very expensive pile of plastic. Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, that never worked again. Um, all my friends at the time had master systems. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I went I went down that road. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now, obviously, that that is like a massive blind spot for me, and it's it's really interesting actually to hear about it from mm. from some of the people like on on the the retro asylum. So yeah, then after that, obviously the sixteen bit stuff. So I went down the, the SNES road then, um, and then into the thirty two bit era, uh, the N sixty four, so PlayStation. So yeah, I've, I've always sort of stayed stayed with it up until sort of really when when I sort of maybe hit my 30s yeah and like the same as you said Andy really you got got more money um but, but less time but with that money obviously you can go back and get those systems that you, you never had back in the day yeah 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 I think we've all got that tale to tell haven't we of of I think we probably all hit it at the same time I mean for me I I hit a real black spot I moved down to the southeast in 2005 and even though I, you know, I lugged with me my PS2, and I was still, I still, I remember playing Final Fantasy XII for the first time down in the southeast when I lived in my little flat, and uh, so I was still well into it. But at that time, yeah, I'd moved to a new place. I was out making loads of new friends. I was doing different things. I was meeting my wife, and you know, when 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 a lot changes in your life, you find that you've got little time to do the things that you enjoyed previously. And I did fall away from gaming. I always 
I always played a little bit. I didn't completely stop, and I always had my PC, and I used to emulate a lot of the older stuff even back then. But there's a lot of games, I think, between 2005 and 2010 is a real, real blind spot. I mean, the only game I can really... The only games I can really truly remember playing from that time were Akami on the PS2 and Half-Life 2. And literally, they are the only two from that period I can I can really... And a bit of Championship Manager slash Football Manager. So it all changed for me in 2010 when my son was born. And that's when I invested in an Xbox 360. And from there, it, it Mass Effect was the real kind of game. I played the Mass Effect trilogy, back to, the three games back-to-back. And that's what really got me back into to what I, you know, in inverted commas, hardcore gaming. So I think we've all experienced that spell in our lives where it has taken a back seat. And it's kind of as we got older, a little bit more time, maybe a little bit more money to come back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, it's, and especially now that these these games are so accessible. Yeah. For me, I've, I know myself, I've got a real bad habit um, of, of walking into a CEX <laughs> or a, a charity shop yeah. or, or anything like that. And you see these games, they're so available. Yeah, they're, so they're, cheap. They're, they're, they're cheap. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I've just got shelves full of, <laughs> of unplayed games that I've, I've picked up much to, uh, much to the, the sort of aggro that I get off the, <laughs> off the way. What are you going to do with that 15 games that you've just bought? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like I say, we've all just bought PS5s, but yeah. I, realistically, I've probably got enough on those shelves to never have to buy another game <laughs> and that still probably wouldn't run out yeah my my god galaxy tells me that i own 600 games and that's just the digital ones that god <laughs> galaxy recognizes so that doesn't include my ps plus account it doesn't include my humble bundle account <laughs> it doesn't include my physical so yeah i don't even i wouldn't even like to think yeah yeah, yeah. it doesn't stop us though. so it certainly doesn't so that probably takes us nicely onto what the idea, the genesis of the idea of playthrough and and what what it is and what it's meant to be. So I I am obviously very much involved with the Retro Asylum Game Club, and I've been doing that for a couple of years. And and what's brilliant about the Game Club is is a couple of things really that stand out. One is that it gives you focus amongst an ocean of retro games. I mean, it, we through emulation, nefarious and non-nefarious means, we have access to pretty much every single game that's ever been made, ever, 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 ever. We could, we could sit here and play two seconds of, of everything and we wouldn't enjoy any of them because most games are not designed to be played in two or three second chunks. But that choice paralysis that comes from having so much, and we've talked about this on Retro Asylum so many times, is that actually the worst thing that people can do, the first thing that people they get these new Nintendo Game & Watch things that I have, and the first things that people do is they want to blow them open so you can play any game on them. Why? Why? And do you find do you find as well that it's always the same games that you put on them? <laughs> yeah. Can um, I play Doom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And did you see that this week? You know, yeah. the, the, the Game yeah. & Watch can, can run Doom. Well, look, I've got a... I've got, Doom through I, the PC. I don't need to play it on a game and watch. Yeah, but this is the problem, which comes from things like Mame, is that you you have too much choice. So one of the things that I particularly enjoy about the game club is that for a month you concentrate on one particular game, and and you know, this month, for example, we've been playing Truxton, a Mega Drive shoot 'em up. 
If it wasn't for the game club, I might have played Truxton for 15 minutes. I would have played it. I would have died a few times. I would have thought, yeah, it's quite nice, but it's really hard and I can't do it and I'm going to turn it off. But by the time you've spent, when you know you're going to be spending time and you know at the end of the month you're going to be spending a couple of hours talking about it, you know you've really got to to get into it and understand the game. And the game takes on a whole different perspective. It's got so much more depth than you would ever imagine from from a quick look. The other aspect of the game club that I really, really enjoy is the community involvement. And that really is the real thing that drives it. Because we can all sit here in our homes. I have plenty of friends. But I've said this before. There's no problem there. I've got plenty of friends who I can go and watch football with. I can got plenty of friends that I can drink beer with. But there's very, very few of those friends who I can have a conversation about about video games with. And what the Retro Asylum Game Club community gives me and gives us because we're all part of it is the ability to play those games together just like when we were kids and we'd go into school and we'd say oh god I'm stuck on Secret of Monkey Island or Super Mario Bros whatever it is it recreates that whole community thing and I love that we've been playing this year we've all been involved in it to various extents we've had the community playthrough through the retro asylum where we've been playing all the mainline mario games in order yeah that wouldn't have been anywhere near as much fun had it not been for the for the group that's and there's, there's only a small group playing it's probably only been you know four five six maybe at a time and people have dipped in and dipped out but the fact that there's a few of us playing together means we can chat about it, we can share the good experience, we can share when we're stuck, and it just makes the whole thing for me so much more enjoyable. I'm sure it does for you guys as well. Yeah, definitely. It it makes that single, what's predominantly a single-player sort of experience, it makes it a multiplayer experience, it does. doesn't it? Yeah, it, ab- it absolutely does. Yeah, and I guess when you were playing these games, uh, your you kind of most fond gaming memories of playing these games it probably was just a group of five, six, seven friends. If you were at school, you know, you were sitting at gym, you know, you had your, you all had your master systems, etc. It was probably was just a, it was quite a small group of you, but it was just having that four, five, six people to talk to about it, that shared experience. You don't need dozens or hundreds of people to be to to be able to enjoy it or to get the, as the, enjoy it to its sort of full extent. You can do that just with a handful of people, and that's what we have been doing. Yeah, for sure. There's also another podcast out there called Dev Game Club, and this is another inspiration for this idea. So big shout out to the Dev Game Club. If people are listening to this and are interested and don't know about Dev Game Club, please do Google it. A couple of uh couple of couple of good old game developers. I wouldn't I don't want to call them veteran game developers, that that sounds pejorative. Uh, uh, experienced game developers who've been around, who now play through old games, so they play through retro games. And they play through them in stages so you can play along with them. And that is the real important thing about what we're doing is that the community around the Dev Claim Group, they play along and the guys will do four, five, six maybe podcasts on the one game and they'll play through to a particular stage. They'll do a podcast and they will they and then they will go on to the next stage. And it allows a community to play along with them. And that is the the key thing. It's a great podcast. That's definitely one of the inspirations for this. Recently, I was playing, oh, I am playing through Final Fantasy VII Remake at the moment. That's a game that only came out in April, and I started playing it back end of September. And what I found, actually, was when I went online looking for various forums just to hang out in while I was playing the game, actually, there was there was hardly anything there. There was a lot of stuff about people who were talking about from a spoiler perspective, 
but you couldn't really get yourself in a conversation with a group of people who were playing through it for the first time. I'd missed that conversation. That conversation had happened in April and May. Yeah, I've n- I never get to play games when they first come out. I've I've normally got stuff going on with Retro Asylum or generally, you know, I can't get a game a forty hour game on a Friday and I've finished those 40 hours on a Monday just to be part of the conversation. My life just doesn't work like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm exactly the same. There is that the conversation around those games is there for those couple of weeks on release. But yeah, then, and then it goes. Then by the nature of the, the podcast, they have to move on to something else and talk about something else to, to keep it fresh. Um, and like, you know, like I said already with you two guys, I've got kids, that the time where I get to play is when they're in bed. Yeah. For those couple of hours a, a night. So, yeah, exactly. yeah, you can't really smash out a 40-hour <laughs> sort of RPG. You know, those days are long gone. <laughs> yeah. Probably for the better. <laughs> but, there must, but there must be more people like us, you know, and, and we're the ones who who enjoy those games but probably enjoy playing them in a different way, enjoy playing them a couple of hours a night, you know, where it might take six or eight weeks or even a couple of few months to get through a game like that. We miss out on that conversation because we're not there on day one ploughing dozens of hours in a day. And it's not just the likes of Final Fantasy VII. I mean, even even really well-received games like Star Wars Squadrons, for example. There was a lot of hype around that for about five minutes before it came out. There was a lot of conversation with it for about five minutes after it came out. And now all of a sudden, it doesn't seem like anybody's talking about it anymore. I think that's the nature of the modern sort of games, isn't it? The conversation moves on so quick. Yeah. So that's that's I was looking for a podcast for Final Fantasy VII Remake, a play along podcast that I could listen to whilst playing it. So I, and that's the important thing. So I wanted I wanted something where that would say, right, you know, you get to first five hours, we're going to do an episode. Second five hours, we'll do another one. All I could find was review podcasts, spoiler podcasts, talking about the game after you've finished it, looking back, and they're great. But I can't listen to those podcasts probably for another couple of months when I've finished with it. There's nothing that I can do to feel part of a community whilst playing it. And it was kind of whilst having those thoughts, I thought, well, why not just create it then? If if I want it, there must be others out there that want it. And Jim, you and I were playing, I don't know whether it was probably Gears of War 2, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Gears of War 2, yeah. And 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 I just floated it out there. I've been thinking about it that day, and I just floated it out there to you and said, "Look, what do you think?" And I think straight away you said, "It sounds like a great idea." Yeah, I mean, I obviously love playing games, and I'm passionate about about gaming, and part of that is talking about games. So yeah, when when you suggested it, and I, mm. you know, see, there's nothing out there. Yeah, I, I jumped at it. Yeah. So we very much then decided we needed a third, a third, a third spoke. <laughs> to our wheel, and uh, and and Andy, obviously, you and I know knew each other from Retro Asylum, met at Revival, etc. And I remember back to when you submitted the listener clip for Metal Slug, and I thought, you know what? I thought he was really good when he did that. So I just thought I'd send you a message on Discord to say, look, you know, this is something that I've, you know, I've Jim and I have talked about that I've thought would be a good idea. Are you interested? And thankfully, a few, a few weeks later, here you are. Indeed, yeah, I'll tell you that I'll be eternally grateful for it. I did spend hours rehearsing that metal slug clip, by the way, so that's uh, probably giving you a false impression of my <laughs> podcasting abilities. But uh, no, it's um, but it's funny you should mention that because that 
as you were saying, it's been through the game club. Um, the two ones that stand out for me were where we played Devil's Crush and where yeah. we played Metal Slug. And if there was yeah. two, I can't think of two better examples for me personally where it showed me or reminded me the value of really investing the time in a game, yeah. really putting the hours in, getting to know the game, getting yeah. to know the mechanics, and almost reminding yourself of of how you used to play your games, to be honest, rather than just yeah. sitting down and having a quick blast for five or ten minutes and yeah. getting frustrated, or the first time that you get frustrated, thinking, do you know what, I've got plenty of others I can go and play, I'll just abandon this yeah. and go and do so. Um, there was something that you thought, because other people were there to encourage you, other people were there to give you a bit of um, a bit of guidance, then it's every time that you felt, which was rare once you got into it, but any time that you felt like walking away from the game, you thought, no, I can I can I can come back and I can do this. And you know, I would very much consider myself um a very much in all respects uh, the average man of gaming. Um you know there's people I know who have they've just got a knack for picking up games and being exceptional at them straight off the bat. I don't have that like, Matt, like Mads Christensen. Damn in, him. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all know one, <laughs> definitely. So Love um, you, Mads. <laughs> yeah, but it's there's there's a there's a huge gap in my um my back catalogue that needs that that needs cleared and this is this is the ideal way to do it, and you yeah. know what? What what better way than to be uh, to be part of something where, like I say, that we can we can play it, but more importantly, we can we can talk about it as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So they're 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 the things really that inspired us to to be here today, launching this brand new podcast. So so what is it? Okay, so so playthrough is is literally that we are going to play through games. And as we go through them, we're going to podcast about them. And we're not going to do that at the end of the at the end of the game. There are plenty of podcasts that do that already. Big shout out to the likes of Watch Out for Fireballs, which is a US based podcast and review show, which is excellent. And also what one of my favorites, Kane and Rince, they do a really fantastic job of doing those deep dive reviews after the game has been played and anybody who's listened to this if they don't already know those podcasts i'd be amazed but if you don't go and listen to them this this is something different so we are going to play through the game and we're going to podcast as we are playing through them so we're going to get to pre-stage milestones we're going to play up to that point we're going to pause we're going to play we're going to do a podcast about it we're going to release that podcast and then we're going to go on to the next stage of the game so we will have announced before the before we start playing the game how those where those milestones are going to work now they will work differently for different games so i'm going to refer back to our pilots we have done a pilot series and that is now available to download on our discord channel so we'll give out the 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 details for discord in 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 a little bit but yeah those those three pilot episodes we've done on dead space the 2008 ea redwood shores game we did a pilot series on that just as a proof of concept and just to just to work out some of the kinks in, in the format and how it will work. But we think it went quite well. Those three episodes are now available to download, so head on over to Discord and, and grab them. But there we had the, the staged milestones. We played to the end of Chapter 4, to the end of Chapter 8, and then to the end of the game. We may play something like Destiny. Now, if we were playing Destiny as part of this playthrough, what we may do is say, right, we're going to put at least 25 hours into Destiny. 
The first milestone, we're going to play seven hours of it. We'll come back, we'll talk about what those first seven hours are like. We'll go back, we'll play another seven hours. We'll come back, we'll talk about what we've learned in that time, et cetera, et cetera. And the idea is, and this is the real key thing about the podcast, and again, this is what sets us apart from others, the community around it is going to be really, really important. I really hope that this finds an audience. I don't really care about this having thousands and thousands of listeners. That's not why we're doing it. None of us, I think, want to end up doing something where we've got thousands of listeners. It's not the point. This is this is for a specific kind of gamer who wants to play these games with other people. So what I'm hoping that we will get over the coming weeks and months is a dedicated community of, of gamers who are with us on Discord, who are contributing to the episodes. I think that works really well with the Retro Asylum Game Club. If you don't want your voice on the podcast, that's fine. We can read out thoughts. We can get your voice on if if you want. That would be great. But the Discord community is what's going to drive this, and that's what will genuinely make this podcast different. And it's what's really important to me is getting that group of people playing together. doesn't have to be a big group. And obviously, some people will dip in and dip out depending on the games that we play. But we will commit because that's the fun part for us. It gives us an outlet, the three of us, to talk about the game. Getting the community involved on Discord is is really important as well. Have I missed anything, guys, from about the way it will work? No, I think that's, that's pretty much covered it. Obviously, it will depend on the game as to how many chapters or episodes, should I say, that that, yeah, that, well, that game yeah. gets. Yeah. So for yeah, yeah. So like the Dead Space one, we, we obviously covered in in three episodes. Whereas something yeah. else, you might be able to cover in in one or or two episodes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's really how it was sold to me. That's what I signed up for. So, sounds yeah. good. Yeah, there may be games where we decide we need more. It may be that we have a long form game, and we may say, right, well, we need five, six, seven, eight. Who knows? Who knows? Depends on the game. <laughs> we might end up playing World of Warcraft and just turning it into a World of Warcraft on. Who knows? <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> sure it will evolve. Equally, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of indie gaming. From time to time, we might have a bit of a palate cleanser and we might decide to play an indie game. And that, therefore, it might just be a one-off episode. But again, the, the key thing will be the community playing it together with the chat. That's what works so well with the Retro Asylum Game Club and the community playthrough in Discord. Our patch, so to speak, the the, the games, we, we talk about middle-aged to modern games. Our absolute sweet spot is probably PS3, Xbox 360 generation forward. To my mind, we probably wouldn't want anything in current year. So which probably presents a challenge where we get to 2021 and we start saying, can we have something from December 2020? But the, the idea is that these games have left the spotlight and the conversation has died down. So we're probably looking at anything sort of nine months, not within the last nine months. So anything older than that is probably fair game. Yeah. There will be exceptions to that. We'll come on to the first three games in a second, and the very first game is an exception <laughs> to, me to that. that rule. <laughs> Thanks to Jim. But what we what we may do is we may decide to do a series playthrough. Let's say, for instance, we do a Metal Gear Solid playthrough. What we will do there is we'll go back to the start. And we'll start with the PS1 original. We won't play them back to back, but we might do one every four will be a Metal Gear Solid game. There's no plans for this concrete yet, but something we have talked about. In that case, then obviously we're going back to a 1996-ish game and we're going right through, probably by the time we finish that, there might be a Metal Gear Solid 6. 
Who knows? So we'd be right up to modern day. But generally speaking, we are looking probably 2005 to where we sit at the moment, 2019. And obviously that will that will go on. There is that hinterland between games that are not modern and they're not retro. And that there is this weird purgatory, if you like, of, of games which nobody really talks about. They're that middle-aged game, which is a bit smelly. They're not cool. It's not retro. It's not modern. Yeah, who who literally besides us? Who on who on PS Five launch day was playing their Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty or their PS Three? Besides us, we were because we were playing Dead Space. So that really is what the podcast is, and that's what we are going to be doing over the next weeks, months, and for however long we decide that we want to do it. So. Shall we tell everybody what our first three games are? Yeah. Shall I go first, or shall I go last? No, go on, Jim. You, oh, go on, you, because you're going to be the first game. Do you want to go last then? Yeah. Go on, then I'll go last. So. Okay. No, go on. It's going to go out of order. Go on, you go first. Go on, then. This okay. is going to be the, f- the first game. So, like we said, that that sort of 2004, 2005 onwards sort of sweet spot. Totally thrown out of the window for, for this first game. Uh, and I've decided to go with, uh, originally released on the GameCube, Metroid Prime. So, obviously, the beginning of a, of a trilogy of games. Uh, but it's one of those games that, it's a rare game that so much, it gets universally praised. You don't really hear many bad things about it. Um, at least not when I was sort of, going on forums and things like that. It's now I just sort of stick to the Discord and on Twitter, Twitter um, forums. I've got it on a GameCube. I've got it uh, on the Wii U um, as digital. I've got it, uh, the trilogy on the Wii. And every time I saw, I play that, that first level on the space station. Absolutely love it. Get down to the, to, to the Talon level, Talon world, and then just stop playing it. I don't know why. It's not because it's a bad, I'm not enjoying it or anything like that. And that, for me, is like the the exact reason of why we're doing the podcast for, yeah. for that exact reason. Um, yeah, there's, it's really easy to, to to get it up and running. So if you haven't got the GameCube or the Wii U or you or a Wii, it's really easy to get it up and running on the on a PC using like the Dolphin emulator, um, and that doesn't take like a supercomputer to get it up and running. So yeah, that was uh, that's that's my choice for, uh, for for the first game. A sacred cow. Yeah. We're going in big. We'll see how well it holds up. I'm sure it will. I mean, people are still calling for a, a, a Switch remake now, aren't they? And if you believe the rumours, there's one sort of ready to go. Well, maybe our podcast will encourage Nintendo. It'll just tip them over the edge. Maybe. Maybe they'll be, uh, they'll be, they'll be listening. <laughs> it's the shove that they need. is, is Playthrough's debut is Metroid Prime. There you go, Nintendo. <laughs> sort it out. <laughs> I'm really looking forward yeah. to this one. I haven't even seen, I've seen a couple of screenshots and that is, this is going to be a recurring theme on the podcast for me as well, is that there's going to be all these huge titles that, uh, or maybe this is, again, this is one of these just uh, assumptions I'm making probably incorrectly is that I think there's a lot of these big games where I think everybody else must have played them. I'm the only person who hasn't. And then <laughs> often you get speaking, even just amongst ourselves, we talk about some games and realise that's not the case at all. A lot of us have missed out on some really big games, and this for me is one of them. I haven't even seen it running. Um, I haven't seen any footage of it whatsoever, so it will be 
I'm going in blind on this one, which makes it all the more exciting. We're all going to be playing different versions, aren't we? So I was going to be playing on the Wii U, but playing the Wii version. Um, and I think was it you two are going to be yeah. playing the GameCube version? I thought I had the GameCube version. GameCube. Having checked, I don't. I've got the Metroid Prime Trilogy for uh, the okay. Wii, which I will play on the Wii U. So I'll be joining you on the Wii U. I will be playing on the GameCube. I've I've got it on the GameCube. I had it back in the day as well, and did get as far as I remember vividly the place that, uh, the space station level. But I don't ever remember getting as far as getting down to plan. I I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was about it. I just I did bounce off it quite hard though. I remember just finding it a little bit dense. Yeah, I mean I wasn't young. You know, I would have been twenty two when it came out. So there's not. I can't say it was it was too complicated. But yeah, it's a strange one for me. So yeah, no, you're in good company, Andy. I've never played it. I've never played a Metroid game. But I think maybe because it came out, well, it would been around the same time as Halo, wouldn't it? 2002 it came out. Yeah, yeah. so anyone that was going into it expecting a, a Halo-type first-person shooter is very much a slower-paced... Um, there is that element to it, but it's very much a slower-paced sort of first-person person, yeah. person adventure game. Yeah. Do you know what? One thing I do love about it, though, is the soundtrack. Yeah. I absolutely love the soundtrack. And one of the things that's going to come out on this podcast, if people don't already know from Retro Asylum, is that I'm a huge video game music fan. And the Metroid Prime soundtrack is one of the best, I think. There's some really amazing atmospheric music in there. So I'm looking forward to getting into that. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So we're starting, uh, this non-retro podcast is starting off with a retro game. <laughs> Great. Blame me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to bring it right back up to date. It was my pick second when we were chatting this through. And I'm going to choose Disco Elysium, which is a 2019 adventure slash RPG kind of game. I think it's, I think it is technically an RPG, but I think it's got more in common from what I read with with an adventure game. I first seen this at EGX Resed in 2018. Maybe it was 2017. I think it was 2018. And it, it said uh, it had this huge banner with the, the artwork and it said a detective RPG. I thought to myself, whoa, that sounds really good. But there was such a massive crowd. I don't know whether you guys have ever been to EGX or EGX Res. Not recently. No. no. no it was a long time ago when I went. But you can't get close to anything. Even Res is the smaller one in London, and it's kind of mainly an indie indie focus. And this is an indie game. It was developed and published by Zavum. It's their it's their debut. It's designed by a guy called Robert Kervitz, and it was it's their debut game. And you couldn't. He was there. I believe he was there. Or somebody was there from from the company, but you couldn't get close to it. There's a massive crowd, and I remember looking. It's got that kind of isometric, old school isometric perspective, but beautiful. You know, this these really kind of stunningly detailed environments, really nice character models. And I remember thinking, "Wow, that looks the absolute business." It came out in November or December last year, and I thought to myself, "I need to play that. I need to play that." It was winning Game of the Year awards. It was. It was when rewards for story. I'm really big into my story and my music in games. 
it was winning all kinds of awards and I've been saying, right, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And I just didn't. And I haven't. But now I will, thanks to this podcast. I'm super excited for it. I really am. I think it's going to be great. It's very much a mature story. I think it'll give us loads to talk about. There's some really interesting mechanics because he kind of hears voices in his head. I think the way the dialogue trees work is very interesting. I think it will give us loads and loads of stuff to get into, as well as just being a really fun experience to play through together. It's probably one of those games where there's all kinds of different branching paths as well. I think we'll have different different kind of experiences. So it'll be really cool to contrast our playthroughs. It, it, it's, it's, on, it's on PC. It's only on PC. So I'm hoping that people will be able to come and play along with it. I think it's on Mac as well. Um, I think it's on PC and Mac. I'm reading on Wikipedia, actually, that there is a Nintendo Switch and other console versions planned for next year, but that'll probably be too late for us. I saw that, yeah. I think originally it was due to come out, I think, in October of this year, wasn't it? But oh, I was it? Supposedly, because I was actually, when I was looking at picking it up, um, I ended up getting it on the Steam sale. But there was, I think, yeah. a, a PS4 version, all that stuff that was supposed to come out at the end of this year, but... Yeah. Apparently, it's delayed indefinitely. So, um, I think there was some update due on it in spring of next year as to whether it will or won't come out on the, the, the current consoles. Hopefully, it does. Yeah. yeah, hopefully, it will. It needs to get to it as wide an audience as possible because the critical reception was was really amazing. Does anybody know if it's in the Steam Autumn sale that is running now as of 26th of November? I don't know. I can have a look. Pass, but, I don't. But it's it's one of those I don't really know anything about. I, I saw it was on sale recently when we talked about adding it to uh, yeah. to the list, snapped it up sort of when it was on sale. I picked it up then. Yeah. Made sure it ran on my PC, um, which again, I don't think it needs a powerful PC or anything no. to, to run it. No, it's a kind of a 2D isometric game. So it's not something which is really going to tax any hardware. But it looks ap- it's absolutely stunning. I mean, I when I tested it when I bought it. I tested <laughs> it. You have to do that, don't you? You have to test it. So I played, of course, of the first 15 minutes of it. It's absolutely stunning looking. And I imagine if you did have a powerful PC, you know, some of the kind of lighting and particle effects will be really, really, really nice. So uh, it's a game that none of us have played again. And, uh, and it I'm is and it. it is currently on sale as well. So thirty uh, percent cool. off, twenty four forty. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, I think that's what I paid when it was on sale a few weeks back. But it definitely did go back up to its thirty to whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, should it be it should be thirty four ninety nine. Yeah, there we go. Pick it up, guys. Pick it up while you can. Andy Gilmore. Yes. So surprises because <laughs> we are sensing a change from what you've previously told us that our, your game is going to be. Well, uh, rather than surprise, I should really apologise. I think rather than surprise, <laughs> but no, um, I I'm going to I'm going to stick with my original choice. I, I made that for a reason, and I'm going to explain my reasoning for it before I tell you what it was. So one of the big barriers for me if you like with modern gaming and i'm talking ps4 era onwards there are so many franchises that have that have their roots in the early days of the ps2 ps3 xbox xbox 360 that you know maybe had their first second third entry in the franchise and we're now on the current generation or the generation that's just passed that was maybe when the third, fourth, or fifth series in that in that title came out. The problem being that I am, what's always prevented me from picking up the newer version is the fact that quite often I haven't played the earlier versions. Yeah, and yeah. 
we've talked about this. We've talked about probably ideally how we'd like to run things on the podcast and we would ideally like to play games in sequential order i know in the times that i've done that i've got more from the game yeah. it's very easy to just go out and pick up the latest entry but <laughs> you miss out on a lot of the nuances and sometimes it's not even nuanced sometimes you're missing out on a pretty big backstory and i don't think you're really getting the full experience that you would do if you had that i think it's it's the evolution of the mechanics as well isn't it i think that's not just a story it's kind of you know, it's it's why a mechanic has developed in the way it has that you miss out on. Yeah, exactly that. And I, as a very recent example, I played through God of War on the PS4 last year. Amazing. Absolutely brilliant. As a standalone game, I thought it was just incredible. I enjoyed that game so, so much. But then I spoke to a couple of friends who had played all the previous entries and there was a couple of points they picked up on that had just gone completely over my head, but for them were massive moments within the game because mm. it kind of harked back to various other parts that happened earlier in the game. So that really kind of hit home to me. Um, so there's that side of things uh, to really just to kind of to go back to the start of some of these series and ideally bring ourselves pretty much up to speed. The other issue I have is that there are some of these games that, to me, as more very much a casual gamer, there's some games that I just feel have a real skill barrier that prevents me from getting into them in the first place. And yeah. secondly, actually getting any sort of enjoyment out of them whatsoever. Yeah. And with that, I'm generally referencing online multiplayer um, so this this is all kind of hinting towards <laughs> possibly with, yeah the the where, where I'm going with this and and for me it, it's the franchise that started all of this for better or worse. Um, when you look at it, it must the it's one of the highest rated series of games through Metacritic. Now you can I know that people have got their own opinions on how valid or otherwise those scores are, but even if you actually look at all the kind of the independent publications, it's a very well received, very well reviewed franchise. Obviously, it's probably one of the biggest ones in gaming. Um, one of the big criticisms of it now is that it's become this bloated overcomplicated, inaccessible franchise that has kind of lost sight of its roots and its origins. And so that's why I would like to go back to the very start and Freddy see... the Fish by Humongous Entertainment, it must be. <laughs> well, this so to cut to the chase, I'm going for Call of Duty Modern Warfare Trilogy. So I, I completely appreciate that won't be to everybody's tastes. However... I'm a, I'm not sure it's to my taste either, but what I would ideally like to do, um, one website that we use that's very useful is howlongtobeat.com. Yeah. Very useful for just giving you an indication as to roughly how long it might take you to get through a game. Each yeah. of these you're looking at somewhere between six, seven, eight hours per title. The yeah, they yeah. were they were not in or initially you could argue that there was more of a single player experience and as as you move through the series, the focus was less on that and more on the multiplayer because that's where yeah. a lot of the focus was. That's where a lot of the, the players were going. But I would like to go back to it now, play through it, if only to pretty much bring ourselves up to speed should you wish to play other entries in this series, but also yeah. see, you know, was it worthy of all the accolades it got at the time? And yeah. there must be a reason. I don't know because I haven't played them. I've played the first and I think possibly a little bit of the second, but you know, these were very 
I'd be coming at them from a very different angle now compared to what I did back then. I would yeah. love to come back through these games and see whether or not they still cut the mustard and whether or not they they're often sort of accus sort of accusations thrown on they're kind of the you know very sort of saccharine sort of the the junk food yeah. of games if you like. But yeah. I don't think that's how they started and I don't think that's necessarily what they are now. Um, I think it's also a bit unfair and probably a bit insulting as well to the developers who make them. For sure, definitely. So I think, or I'd like to think that there's some good games in there. Um, So let's go and find out. But the second part to that, uh, this really builds on what we were talking about with regards to we really want people to get involved and build up a little community, is that I would like to, for the time that it takes us to play these games, I would like us to create our own little safe haven where people can come and join us and we can hopefully get a few games of this multiplayer on the go. We will probably still get our backsides handed to us by some 15-year-old in the States, but the fact is we can go and get get our backsides handed to us together. Even if it's the case that rather than... If I was to go on myself and attempt some online, I would be off there within five minutes. There would just be no enjoyment for it. Yeah. Not in, in it for me whatsoever. But if yeah. we can maybe get, we can agree maybe through the Discord, we can maybe find an evening once a week or something where we can get on for a couple of hours. If we could get six or eight or ten of us, and ideally if we could form our own game or the majority of our own game, then yeah. hopefully, like I say, even if it's just for the, the sort of the three or the four short weeks while we're playing these games, even if that's the only chance that we get to experience and actually experience an enjoyable version of the multiplayer then maybe that's enough i think it'll be enough for me it's something that i've always wanted to be able to participate in but i i don't have the i don't have the time to get myself good enough to what i think you would need to be to actually to get something out of the experience and i think just kind of you know again there's (laughs) i might be setting myself up for a fall here but you know there's uh, you hear all sorts of story horror stories about what the online experience is actually like you know i'm a big boy i could take a bit of abuse so let's uh let's 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 go find out let's go see just how mean they can be i i i want somebody to make me cry yeah (laughs) this is the world you're talking about yeah yes exactly yeah and it's and it's yeah it's call of duty online as well but there's got to be some there's got to be of good people out there and there's got to be some people who are in our situation that even that that might even be just for this episode that they come and join us i don't know but there's got to be other people that would like to come along and have a go yeah 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 but i think even with all that you must still be able to have um, like private lobbies and private matches private lobbies i guess so yeah i to be honest this is the whole thing is that i i haven't even had a look at that side of things so we'll we'll work out as we go along but yeah, yeah. I, my my guess is that there will be some way of ideally um keeping it to people who are uh, are there for the right reasons and want to enjoy themselves yeah. what do you think jim modern warfare <laughs> yeah be i loved i loved, loved it back in the day to be honest i yeah. played through it back in the day um the this was the sort of time that it came out um, I was living, there was loads of us on in like a, in a big block. Um, and so we set up our own. It wasn't B, um, B block, it wasn't B block or something, was it? That's <laughs> what you say, yeah. Oh, no, military, it was a military, <laughs> okay. like a, a block. <laughs> um, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so well, a barren block could have been B block. Could have been, yeah. 
But yeah, so we set up our own little um, like LAN and we play multiplayer games there. So not online, but just, just amongst ourselves. Yeah, we do. We played a lot of that game. Um, I loved it. Loved it back in the day. So yeah, I'm yeah. more than happy to go through that again. I'm delighted you stuck with it, Andy. Yep. I really, I didn't want to say it early because I didn't want to, didn't want to swear you wanted you to just make make your choice. But yeah, you were wavering on this. You weren't sure. Oh, for sure, definitely. Um, I had a real pang of conscience about this. I thought between it being my my uh, my first suggestion and also just for you know the potential success of the podcast as well. But at the same time, I, I think it is one that has to be revisited at some point. So why not now? Yeah, look, don't be apologetic about it. I mean, these games are amongst the highly the, the highest rate of video games of that generation. This you is know, my this is that is that's exactly my thinking. Yeah, and there's got to be a reason so, for it. Yeah, and they sold millions. That's why you can go into CEX now and pick them up for about seventy five p. The the three of them, I've got all three of them. I think I paid probably com- combined to about two pound seventy five for all three of them. And they are incredible games. I mean, massive spectacles. Yeah, the, the series has become tired. Of course it has. And that's why they're trying to reinvent it now. But it wasn't tired when they were releasing those Modern Warfare games. They were great games. I actually have never played number three. I played I played two and then I played one. But probably now getting on for 10 years ago. And uh, never, ever got any further than probably five minutes of the multiplayer, got hammered by somebody with loads of perks and then thought, nah, I'll go and play the campaign again on a high difficulty or something like that. So I, I'm delighted. And the, the thought of getting a safe group of people to have some fun in multiplayer without the rancid horribleness that you can find on on those multiplayer games, which, I, which just completely leaves me cold and turns me off, is massively exciting. That would be so much fun. And to do the multiplayer on the three on the three going through, if we could get a group of you know, six, seven, or eight of us to do that and a four aside or I think it would be brilliant. I think that's my whole brilliant. you know, it's um yeah, well we're not gonna know until we try it. So let's let let's try it early doors and uh and see how we get on. But uh, I hope yeah. the 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 potential's there definitely. And it yeah. just needs everybody to buy into it and a, a wee bit of participation. But, you know, I think it's very important to stress at this point that given that hopefully people will listen to this long before we get to this game, is that, as I said before, um, I am absolutely hopeless at these types of games. So um, if there is no, there, 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 you know, if, if people are at all worried about participating and there needing to be a certain standard, etc., yeah. Believe me, there is nothing of the sort. <laughs> what, what, whatever your standard is, half it, and you're getting close to me. So it's uh, it will be enjoyable and it will be fun. Yeah, yeah. It also it also is probably worth pointing out as well that we know that this these were not the first Call of Duty games. I suspect as people say they weren't the first Call of Duty games. We know. Yes. But to to my mind, this is where the modern Call of Duty series began yeah that's it that was kind of my thinking was that you know we're kind of starting from the start of the the modern warfare series if you like yeah yeah and yeah you know there's probably uh they're just hopefully sort of three very strong examples of what the xbox 360 could do it'd be good to go and have a look for sure now this podcast isn't one that people will 
have to play along with. The the beauty of these kinds of podcasts is that they do stand the test of time and they do operate sort of looking back as well. So we will prove that by hopefully people will enjoy our our pilot series on Dead Space as a set which is available. Go go and have a listen. And uh yeah, so this is not whilst whilst it'd be fun to have the community playing along with us, and that certainly is part of it. This is one that if if people have discovered this two years down the line from where we are now, hopefully there will be a, an archive and a back catalogue now that you can that you can work through and you can play the games along with us just as you would have done. Okay, the conversation won't be there like it will be now, but you will be able to play those games along with us in. And we will listen and hopefully listen to those podcasts when you reach those milestones as well. So hopefully it will serve that purpose. We've announced our first three games. I suppose we better tell people where they need to go to hunt us down. So firstly, a massive thank you to, and we will do some thank yous properly in a minute, but firstly, a massive thank you to Martin Stevenson, otherwise known as Deadlock on the Retro Asylum discord he goes by deadlock on on a few other communities as well i know he has very kindly helped helped us set up our website which is let me get this right i don't want to give the the wrong <laughs> web address <laughs> which is at playthroughpod.com so that's playthroughpod.com it's a i'd say it's an embryonic I thought it said there, and I'm just looking at it. It said a group of middle-aged gamers. Thankfully, it, it doesn't say. Equally true. It could be equally true, yeah. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet, James. Um, but, yeah, he's he very kindly helped, helped us set up the website, and he's going to teach us how to maintain it, which is super kind of him because he's doing it for – he's doing it just – just out of the goodness of his heart. So a massive heartfelt thank you to, to Martin. For, yeah, for just second that. He's, he's one of the good guys, definitely. So thanks a million for your help with that. What a yeah. star. Yeah, good man. That is at playthroughpod.com. There you will see the link to this episode. But more importantly, if you click on the menu, and I'm just going to do this to make sure it works, and you click join our Discord, you will be to yes, it does work. You will be taken to a link where you can join our Discord. So come and find us there. That's where it's all going to happen. That is where where the three of us are going to be active, and where we will be setting up things like the Call of Duty games and generally talking about the games that we're playing. We'll also have links to our episodes on there too. And as I said, the pilot series is on there as well right now that you can go and grab. We're also on Twitter at the moment. We are at playthrough underscore pod. If you are the owner of the at playthrough pod, please get in touch and give it to us, please. <laughs> we, we'd like it. We'll swap you an underscore. Yeah, so we got an underscore in there. Playthrough underscore pod. Come and see us on Twitter. We will become now more active on Twitter now that we've launched. We put out a couple of couple of hype tweets that have probably been seen by about three people. So we will now be a little bit more active. And you'll be hearing about playthrough from me whenever I'm on the Retro Asylum as well. This this podcast is is kind of affiliated with, with Retro Asylum. It's very different to Retro Asylum. It's not it's not part of what Retro Asylum does, but we're almost going out as a as a RA Retro Asylum sort of presents playthrough because 
they're very kindly. The guys at Retro Asylum are very kindly helping us with all things podcasting. A massive thank you to Steve Erickson for our brilliant theme tune. Yeah, yeah. That is superb. Again, just did it out of kindness. Dean is helping us with our covers and is also helping us with the hosting of the of the pod and just getting it out to all the places it needs to go out to. So massive thank you to those two. I second that, yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. It's actually been incredibly heartwarming just the amount of support and encouragement we've had from everybody within all, like I say, literally out of their, their spare time and the goodness of their heart. It's It's been really, really, uh, really, really nice start to it all. All very encouraging. Yeah. I was a bit nervous about telling them, actually. You never know, Carl, what are they going to think if I say, well, we're going to go off and start a new podcast. But I got nothing but support. And they've all listened to our pilot episodes. They've given us some constructive feedback. And generally, I think it's gone down. It's gone down quite well. And hopefully, the listeners will hear. People do go and have a listen to it. The way you know we have evolved from pilot episode one through to, through to episode three, we certainly can hear a difference in and and the way the way we've the way we've done it so yeah go go and see what you think but yeah massive massive thank you to matt dean steve and mads and it'd be nice at some point who knows we might even get one of them on as a guest for a series i know mads has already said hmm, would you consider doing this game so he's already eyeing up a guest spot for a series down the line uh you you, oh, you, you never know so there you go, guys. We've launched. We have we have liftoff. Is there anything you want to add before we sign off? All all I'd say, yeah, just, just like echo what you said. Really, get in touch. You don't even if you don't want to submit like a, a clip or anything for the pod. Tweet us, email in, and, and we're more than happy to to read those out as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, yeah. It's the the success or otherwise of this is largely going to be determined by, or we will view it based on the, the amount of participation that we get. And you know, I really hope that it's something that people um, feel compelled to to join in on. Um, there, I I would I'm going to go out on a limb and say that there, you will hopefully not find a friendlier place to come and <laughs> uh, to come and experience these games and to start to uh, start to fill in some of the gaps that we've got in our gaming libraries and to start clearing some of the the games that sit on all of our shelves of shame let's yeah. start giving them let's start uh, you know let's get get some of these games ticked off definitely and yeah. and, and have a great time while we're doing it yeah what what we're trying to do here is build the community the kind of podcast is almost secondary to that. Really, the reason why I wanted to do this was to build a community of people to play these games together. The podcast is in service to that, and hopefully people will enjoy listening to us talking about the games that they've played. But I see it as very, very much a community thing. Get to, to the game choices down the line, I don't plan on doing things like we do on Retro Asylum and having a poll, but if we get a group of people who say, guys, wouldn't it be great if we played such and such next? Let's just do it. Yeah, you know we'll we'll just do it. You know we'll we'll pick the games until we've got a community of people loud enough to to want to participate in what we play. But look, this is we are we will probably be the voices of that community. Can I, can I just add a caveat? Yeah, no no deck building. <laughs> you know what to vote for, though, people. <laughs> you love deck building RPGs, don't you? <laughs> Slay the Spire, your favorite game. 
no. <laughs> What's your? Have you got a an absolute no no, Andy? Have you got any red lines? Uh, I don't know because I, I I'm literally I'm like a toddler. I'm very very easily entertained. <laughs> um, I I will happily if if somebody says go and play this, I will go and play it, and I will find some way of getting some enjoyment out of it. Um, so no, I don't think there's any. I haven't found any showstoppers for me yet. Anyway, that's for sure. Uh, I'm sure there there is one out there that exists. But no, I'm happy to. You know, nothing ventured, nothing gained, and it's uh, there's a lot of types of games that I haven't really um, that I haven't that I haven't played, but only because I haven't ever got around to it. Um, yeah. And again, it's one of the big things that I would say is uh, one of the big lessons I've learned from the Retro Asylum Game Club is. No matter what the game is, just give it a go and yeah, yeah. see how you get Never on with know. it. Because yeah. I've ended up playing games and get getting so much out of a game that otherwise I would never have even contemplated playing. So yeah, give it a go. You don't know until you try. So we are genre and system completely agnostic. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. We certainly totally, don't totally. have any. We certainly don't have any partisan ways towards any particular system i think we're all we're all very much across all of the systems and yeah we'll 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 try anything and we will get jim playing a deck building card card rpg (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna you can host that one all by yourself jim and tell us all about it (laughs) so guys this this will go out fingers crossed subject to anything disastrous happening on the 1st of december that is the date on which we formally launch the, the pod, that is Tuesday. It's now Thursday, the 26th of November. And what we will probably do is just hold off playing Metroid Prime until the 1st, just so we can start playing it on launch. And if anybody was to pick this up early and come and join in, then you won't be too far behind. But I suspect probably um, we'll um, we'll probably kind of have people join as we go, I think. On that, um, I suppose I ought to say where we're going to play up to first. Oh yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> with, the, with the first episode, so again, look, looking on the, how long to be, yeah, it's sort of roughly twelve hours. But unlike Dead Space, it isn't doesn't isn't broken down into chapter one, two, three, etc. So I of thought, course. is it not? Is it like just in locations? Is it? It's not loca- linear. It looks, yeah, it looks to be locations. Okay. So I thought let's go up to the end of the Fendrana drifts. Yeah. So where it start the next chapter, if you like, is Fendrana into the core. So okay. if we go up to the end of Fendrana Drifts yeah. and then sort of pause there and yeah. then we'll see roughly how long it takes to get there and, and if we need to add on for more, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, in, in the next one, we'll, we'll go from there. We're going to have to keep this fluid a little bit because we're going into these games most of the time. We won't really know what it's going to be like. Yeah, so sure, yeah. We may find that we get to the end of Fendrana. Fen, what's it called? Fen, Fendrana. Fendrana Fen, yeah, Fendrana Drifts. Fendrana Drifts. You, you, we, you know, we might find that we get there in 45 minutes. <laughs> so we might have to just readjust on the fly, yeah. and we will do. So what we will do is we will definitely be in touch, mainly on Discord. Obviously, that's where our hub is, that's where it's going to be. But we will also put stuff out on Twitter and ultimately Facebook. We don't have a Facebook presence yet, but we will get one. We will put stuff out if we are just going to change it up. So we'll make sure that people do know. But, yeah, do bear with us. Obviously, we are kind of learning this stuff. It may well be that we... We, we cut a section short if we think, crikey, we've been playing for hours and we're not nowhere near our milestone. So that that is likely to happen. In fact, it inevitably will happen at some point. So do keep an eye on 
our social media feeds. But yeah, do you know there's no real reason not to come and join us on Discord. Even if you lurk and don't join in the chat, at least then you'll see you'll see the announcements. So yeah, do 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 try and come and join us if if you at all can. But that's a very good shout, Jim. So just to be absolutely clear, first stage of Metroid Prime up to the end of Fendrana Drifts. Yeah. Good man. Andy, anything to add before we sign off? No, quite the opposite. Um, yeah, other than just to say a big thanks to both you guys for getting me involved in this. I uh, can't wait Pleasure. to get started properly. And hopefully um, many more of these to come. And to anybody who's listening, like I say, really just a second what these guys have been saying, come and get involved. Yeah, yeah. It's the key thing. Yeah, that's what we want. We want to build the community. So it leaves me just to thank you guys for being involved and for coming along for the ride. I hope, I hope it, you know, I hope we do find an audience. As I said, it doesn't have to be a big one, but if we get that community around us, and if not, then the three of us will just be chatting about games and playing them together and carry on regardless. Yeah, yeah it could be a lot worse, couldn't it? Yeah. We'll so, still be here uh, years to come. <laughs> exactly. 60, 60, 70 year olds with still two listeners. amongst themselves, yeah. Who cares? Well, guys, let's uh, let's sign off there and we'll speak again about the first part of Metroid Prime very soon. Look awesome. forward to it. Good Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Take care, guys. guys. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.